Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to make you aware that God wants to announce Himself. To announce is simply to make known publicly, and God wants to use your life, even your struggles and deficiencies, as a public announcement that His power is greater than any struggle and that He is God and beside Him there is no other. And if you would only submit to His will, He'll turn your tragedies into triumphs, tests into testimonies, and messes into powerful messages. Welcome to this year Wednesday, October 28th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. I pray you're doing awesome, and I'm excited that we're here together again to receive a word from the Lord. I often tell you that it is such a joy and a blessing to have you tuning into this podcast as a source of hope and encouragement for your spirit. I know you go through life situations and struggles, and the enemy tries hard to worry and discourage you and frustrate you, and I can so relate to what that feels like. And whenever the Lord gives me strength to minister to you, it's one of my greatest honors for my ministry team and I to provide a free source of biblical encouragement on select radio stations, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are heard. My heart always rejoices when I hear your testimonies like the one the ministry received from a precious member of our faith community named Joni from Brooksdale, Ontario who wrote into the ministry and said this, I had a stroke a year ago and recovery has been a painful process because my limbs on my right side have not returned to full mobility. My limitations have been hard to accept and I have cried many days and nights asking God why me. But your podcast and devotions where you open up about your recovery process from your mini stroke and brain trauma have helped me to see that there is no shame in my process and God is still able to get glory out of my life despite my struggles. Not many people understand the mental and emotional struggle or the physical toll recovery takes. It's good to know I'm not alone and your words have given me hope through dark days and helped me to see that God is yet with me and I cherish your ministry for that. Oh, bless the name of God. I love this testimony. And as you can imagine, Daily Cut family, it made me very emotional. I understand how hard it can be to recover from major trauma. It's a day-by-day process. And I'm so glad God is using this ministry to lift you up, Joni. Keep on trusting him, my sister. He's not through with you yet. Can we get a praise break for what God is doing and yet will do in Joni's life? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity.
All right, my soul is happy today, and it's time for today's inspiration, but first, a prayer. God, thank you for gathering us together to hear a word from you. Please speak to the person you sent to press play clearly, specifically, and undeniably through this encouragement. In Jesus' name, I praise you in advance. Amen. So last week, my husband Kenya and I were in our room just talking, and he said, Okay, babe, I want to try this mental exercise with you. And I was curious about what he had in mind. So Kenya started explaining what directions I needed to follow. He said, I want you to say the word white with me 10 times. Okay. I said, okay. And then Kenya said, after you say white 10 times with me, then I'm going to ask you a question. I nodded and felt like I had a good grasp of what to do. It seemed simple enough. So Kenya counted to three and we began together. We said 10 times, white, 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 white. I think that was 10. And then Kenya asked me, what does a cow drink? And I answered, milk. Then I noticed Kenya just gazing back at me with a blank stare. And that's when something clicked in my brain and I said, oh no, wait, A cow doesn't drink milk. I started laughing. Cows drink water. And then Kenya laughed too because he expected me to say milk. Cows actually drink water and make milk, right? Now, Kenya did this exercise to demonstrate that we tend to try to group things together. Our minds naturally attempt to sort of find a pattern or try to categorize things. But in our efforts to do this, we often get things wrong. So Kenya did another exercise with me too, Daily Cut Family. This one, I think it might need to be seen, not just heard to be most effective, but I'll still try to explain this visual and auditory exercise he took me through last week to the best of my ability, okay? So Kenya held out his hand with his palm facing up and in his hand, he had one penny, one nickel, and one dime sitting all in a row. He told me to listen carefully and I said, okay, and so he began. He said, Johnny's mother has three children. He pointed to the penny and said, the first one's name is Penny. He pointed to the nickel and said, the second one's name is Nicholas. He then pointed to the dime and said, what's the third child's name? So I started working through this in my mind and I was thinking, okay, so the penny's actual name was Penny and the nickel's name is Nicholas, which sounded similar to nickel. So the dime, I guess, has to be something like diamond, maybe. So I offered up that answer. I said, dime? Diamond? And Kenya didn't say whether I was right or wrong. He just began to repeat the question. He said, Johnny's mother has three children. Pointed to the penny and said, the first one's name is Penny. Pointed to the nickel, said the second one's name is Nicholas. Pointed to the dime and said, what's the third child's name? And then Daily Cup family, after a few seconds, ding, 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 a bell went off. And I said, oh, the third child's name is Johnny. I cracked up laughing because the answer was right in the question. If Johnny's mother has three children and the other two children's names are Penny and Nicholas, then the third child, the dime, is obviously Johnny. Duh. It was so funny to me when I caught on. I hope me telling you helped paint a clear mental picture. So after that example, Kenya explained again that our minds try to make patterns. And this is called the priming effect. 
You can see something or hear something that acts as an outward stimulus and it will prime you or condition your mind to think a certain way or in a specific logical pattern. If you don't slow down to really think about what you're hearing or seeing or reading, you can be easily led down the path of wrong assumptions. So here's the point. Assumptions can bias us. This can even happen in our walk with God when we're primed to believe the wrong things about ourselves and others. Think about the disciples' own priming for a moment and how it played into their perception of the man who was blind from birth in John 9. They had been conditioned to believe that blindness was a curse for sin, and so they read that into this stranger situation. And we know this because they even asked Jesus who had sinned, him or his parents, that he was born blind. But Jesus combated their conditioning and came against that wrong assumption by saying, nah, nobody sinned, neither this blind man nor his parents, but this happened for the glory of God. Jesus was going to heal the man's natural blindness so he could announce and reveal himself as the Messiah who heals not just natural blindness, but spiritual blindness too. God used this man's blindness so that others could see Christ's true identity. And as you see, priming will mess you up and lead you to draw wrong conclusions. Your priming will make you think you're cursed when you're really blessed, that you're defeated when you're really more than a conqueror, that you're a failure when you're really victorious through Christ. Over the past several years, as I've battled sickness off and on, each time the same questions and thoughts have presented themselves to me. Why? Why is this happening? Why did God allow it? It's so hard. It's painful. It doesn't seem right or fair. It's illogical. It doesn't even seem like anything good can come out of this. Oh, but God has used every single health issue for his glory. He turned it around every time and then publicly announced himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. I was thinking about something that happened in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17 in the beginning of Jesus's public ministry when Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized by him. Remember that? So John had been preaching in the desert and preparing the way for the Messiah to come and telling people to repent. But when Jesus came and asked to be baptized, John was really hesitant. Scripture says in verse 14 that John tried to talk Jesus out of this whole idea. He said, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. So why are you coming to me? He was thinking, why on earth would a sinless, righteous savior want to be baptized by a sinful, mere mortal, right? Why would a sinless Jesus submit to a baptism reserved for sinners? And then later, why would he hang on Calvary's cross and die a criminal's death? Questions like these created issues for many Jews that they couldn't reconcile. And so they didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. His actions didn't fit the mold they created in their heads. The Jews had been primed to believe things about the coming Messiah. And so they resisted the actual Messiah once he came. So tragic. Over the weekend, I was in the living room with the family when this commercial came on television and the advertisement for some sort of new phone was basically saying it's the phone that everybody wants or is raving about, something of that nature. And as we were discussing this, my oldest daughter, Kyla, chimed in and pointed out that 
saying everybody wanted this phone was an example of the bandwagon fallacy. Now, the bandwagon fallacy is basically when you believe something is true, acceptable, right, or valid because it's the popular opinion. And Kyla was explaining that it's supposedly what the majority of people believe, think, feel, or accept as truth, which can convince folks that this is what they should believe, think, feel, and accept as truth also. And so when you buy into the bandwagon fallacy, you'll believe myths and be swayed by the pervasive public opinion. And this can be so damaging, not only to our budget, but to our faith walk, because culture will shift in a direction that is diametrically opposed to scripture. And if you buy into the bandwagon fallacy, you'll shift in a direction that is not in line with the word of God, which is the will of God. The true answer and the right way will be staring you right in the face, but you'll move with the crowd and reject the truth. In our Bible lesson today, John the Baptist, even though he did believe that Jesus was the Christ, he was primed to believe something that most who believed in the Messiah believed too, which is the Messiah was way too holy and unapproachable to let a sinful man baptize him in the Jordan, a dirty, murky, muddy river. But Jesus was up to something, albeit an unconventional method to get there. But John felt like, Jesus, I'm unworthy to take on this role. And sometimes we too can reject a role, a path, a promise, a destiny that has been designed and designated to us because our priming suggests that it is impossible for a holy God, a righteous savior to do that with somebody like me, to choose me, to bless me, to favor me, to produce certain outcomes through me, to use a broken vessel like me. And so we protest like John did. We get hesitant. But if we just say yes, something amazing will happen just as it did when John said yes and went ahead and baptized Jesus in the dirty old Jordan River. Matthew 3 and 16 through 17 says, soon as Jesus came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit took on the form of a dove and rested on Jesus. And then God spoke from heaven and declared declared that Jesus was indeed his son. It was a public coronation. John's obedience and submission to the will of the Father, even though it didn't make sense, caused heaven to open up and Jesus was publicly announced as the Messiah the world had been waiting for. It was such a momentous occasion, such a monumental moment in history that happened in the middle of mud, dirt, and filth. Jesus loves to announce himself, reveal his glory, and cause the heavens to open up, even in the most lowly places, in deep valleys, in the mud, in the struggle, in the storm and rain, in the confusion, when life makes no sense, and when everything in us tells us this can't be God, when our conditioning tells us there is no way God can bring something glorious out of this. But that's where you're wrong. If you'll just 
hold on and keep on following Jesus and don't give up hope and continue believing that no matter what, the Lord will reveal his glory in a low place. You'll see his hand. He'll do extraordinary things for you and reveal a side of himself you have never seen. He'll take your mess, your struggles, your tears, your pain, your confusion, your inadequacy, your insufficiency, and do something extraordinary right there in your dirty Jordan River. Miracles will happen. God will announce himself out of the mud. For it was in the Jordan River that Naaman the leper was dipped in and cleansed from his leprosy in 2 Kings 5. It was the Jordan River where God used the prophet Elijah to miraculously cause an axe head to float after another prophet was panicking because the borrowed axe broke while he was working on a ministry project in 2 Kings 6. It was the Jordan River that opened up for the Israelites to cross into the promised land in Joshua 3. And it was so fitting for God to announce his son in an unideal place, the Jordan River. So don't you worry if you don't feel like your current position is ideal for God to get the glory. He'll still heal you right where you are. He'll still restore you right where you are. He'll still take you into the promised land from right where you are. He wants to announce himself right where you are, even if If you're surrounded by issues, struggles, and obstacles, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Through this word, God is making an announcement to you today. He wants you to know that a good, rich harvest is on the way for you. Eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard what he has in store. Greater glory, greater favor, greater breakthroughs, greater prosperity, and a greater demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit will be manifested in you. Just keep on serving God and remaining faithful and he will surely reveal himself. To remind you of this truth, I'm stirring John 14, 21 in the Good News Translation right into your cup of inspiration, which says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. My father will love those who love me. I too will love them and reveal myself to them. As you drink down the contents of your cup, Get ready for God to reveal himself, for God to announce himself, for God to show up in your favor because he knows that you love him, that you trust him and that you have served him faithfully. Don't get discouraged by what it looks like around you and just know that your current position is the perfect platform for God to reveal his glory and announce that in him there is no failure and all things are possible to them that believe. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother, who may be in a Jordan River situation where things aren't ideal and everything isn't clear. But I thank you for letting them know that if they trust you and continue to follow you, they will see you reveal your power publicly and leave no doubt that you alone are God and all power is in your hand. Thank you for all the ways you will reward and reinforce their faith and prove that you are God who never ever fails and whose purpose always prevails in all things. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.